98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. Swing and a floater. There's his first big league hit. It's going to score two. Carroll's on his way to second. He's got a two-run double, and the Diamondbacks lead it 9-7. to seven. Welcome to the big leagues, Corbin Carroll, perfectly served out in the left center field, and he's given the Diamondbacks a 9-7 lead. They've come back from a 7-0 deficit. He's kind of served it out there, didn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, he did. Just right into that gap in left center, and man, that speed. Uh, It is incredible to watch the speed of this baseball team. It gets overlooked. What gets overlooked in this, uh, you know, that win uh, in the Corbin Carroll debut is just the win. They were down 7 nothing. They were down 7 nothing after three and a half innings. They scored six in the fourth, six in the fifth, got another run in the eighth. They set a club record by overcoming a seven-run deficit. They've never done that before. Their previous high was six. They did that ten times. So they're the third team this season to mount a seven-plus-run comeback. The Blue Jays did it, and the Mets did it. And it was the first time in franchise history they scored six-plus runs in back-to-back innings. Like, you know, Corbin Carroll's debut overshadowed the fact that they were down 7 nothing, and they came back to win that baseball that game. the greatest comeback in franchise history. It is. You can't overlook that. No. They're down 7 nothing against a playoff caliber team that, that needs to win games like this. The D-backs don't get a hit through the first three innings, lest we forget. When they come back down, they're down 7 nothing. Then in the fourth inning, they're, they're down 7-3. There are two outs. And then Carson Kelly, with two outs, goes the other way and gets a base... Huge base hit by Carson by Carson Kelly. Bases clearing double. To me, I I know Corbin Carroll's brought him within one run. That was the game winning RBI is off the bat of the rookie Corbin Carroll. But again, Carson Kelly Mm -hmm. uh, Kelly's double with two outs to cut that lead from seven three to seven six. To me, uh, was the biggest hit of the game. And then obviously, an inning later, Corbin Carroll then becomes the hero on his very first. Night, my, fa- Major League my favorite hit was Stone Garrett's home run. I don't know how a guy that chokes up that much is able to hit the ball like the, the way he he's choking up like he's Buddy Harrelson with two strikes in 1974. Like he chokes up so much on the baseball, and that's like the this is it's inside. He just kind of swings he and he's staring he at it. He doesn't even know. He just stays. There. He stands there the whole time. He stands. He doesn't even run to first base. He just watches it. Is it fair? Is it foul? Is it fair home run. I mean, that, I like that kid. I like at least I the- like that kid now. He made a terrible defensive play. Terrible defensive play where he just botched a ball. It was a foul ball, but he just botched it. He didn't really know where the wall was. Um, but I like I like that kid's power. Like I could see him as an everyday DH and fifth outfielder on this team. So fifth outfielder, everyday. So got a DH most days when you need a righty. Okay, and then you're going to play in the field every once in a while when you need a righty. Because, again, um, the problem with, not that it's a problem, but Corbin Carroll, Dalton Varsho, Jake McCarthy, Alec Thomas, they're all left-handed, left-handed hitters. hitters. So if you're facing, you know, if you're facing a tough lefty and you want to get a right-handed bat in, I like Stone Garrett as my fifth outfielder. Okay, I'll give two of my... Now, the thing is, you, you hate to give... Those guys are so good defensively, you don't want to give them any days off. But on the day you're facing a really tough lefty, you could sit two out of those four guys. Out of McCarthy, Varsho, Thomas, and Carroll, you could sit two and play Stone Garrett as an outfielder and then have another right-hander as your DH. So you could do that. Um, that's what I like about him. But, man, he's got he's got power. Like, he's got that home run yesterday. 
I mean, he's got tremendous power from the right side. The ball uh, flies off his bat like uh, the exit velocity is tremendous with Stone Garrett. And you're right. He, when he hit that, he hit that ball down the line. He just kind of stared at it. I mean, you're not supposed to do that. He said, hold my beer, Seth. That's the kind of... <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, Seth Beer's not going to play over this kid. Yeah, that's This the, kid can actually play. Seth Beer can't can hit. He can't hit. This kid can hit. Like, yeah. he can hit. Seth Beer's can't hit major league. There are some guys who just can't hit major league pitching. Seth Beer seems to be one of those guys that can't hit major league pitching. I like Stone Garrett. I love I love the youth movement. I love I, I like Tommy Henry. I, I really I can't wait to see some of the other pitchers they have in the system come up and play like Fat. So I think they're on the verge of something special here. But it all starts with this, and I don't want to say it starts with Corbin Carroll because it really to me started with Alec Thomas getting him established as their center fielder, and now you've got. Corbin Carroll up. Eventually, you're going to have Lola that's going to come up. I per, the, the big question to me is, what do you do with what do you do with Nick Ahmed next year? The heck do you do with Nick Ahmed? He's got one year left. Well, he's not going to play. Do you I, trade him? Yeah, trade him. Trade him. Trade, for, for, yeah, just find a find a team that needs find a, a team that needs a good defensive shortstop. Defensive you want a good defensive shortstop. shortstop? I got a guy for you. It doesn't cost a yeah. lot of money. He's got one year left on his deal, and then you just play Perdermo until Lola's ready. Yeah, Perdermo's eye at the plate is great. I mean, yeah. he's a patient hitter. Yeah. I mean, he's been a listen just by walking. He's been a big part of quite a few D backs rallies as as of late. I think he played. You know, for, I mean, did he play in the Little League? Where's he? Did he the, play in the Little League World Series? In the Little League World Series? Did he? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I know this, Corbin Carroll in that big situation last night. Boy, did he come up and deliver! You know, before he took. The, the 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 his at bat there, McCarthy got hit by a pitch. Yes, and when McCarthy yeah. got hit by the pitch, and went down. Yep, the Phillies. Well, they had a meeting on the mound, so there was some extra time. And Tori Lavello told us when he joined us a few hours ago that Corbin Carroll during that time, and it wasn't a whole lot; it was maybe two or three minutes. Actually, went down and watched film real quick before that at bat. Isn't that crazy? Now I I, I can only take Tori at his word. That he's not embellishing the story, but that Corbin Carroll actually went down and watched some film before that at bat and against a lefty. I mean, by the way, the poor kid comes up and he faces a lefty, then he faces another lefty, and he takes a low and outside pitch and he served that thing into the gap. I mean, that was a great piece of big league hitting by a guy who had, what, one previous at bat? In the big leagues before that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it he was grounded the first. The first at bat when he grounded out, you're like, wow, yeah, he, he almost, almost beat it out. Beat it out. <laughs> then the second, the the one that he hit to Segura and Segura bobbled it. Like I don't even. I I think if Segura doesn't bobble it, he beats it out. Like here's the thing about this kid's speed. It doesn't matter where you are in the infield. You got to get rid of that ball so quickly. He's going to beat out ground balls to third base because if you hesitate. You're dead. Like he's almost beating out ground balls to second base. If you if you have a ball that's in the hole, forget it. In the hole between shortstop and third, it's a base hit. He's going to have. Mark my words. This kid's going to have so many damn infield singles because speed kills. And he's got. He's gonna. He's going to. He might end up leading the league in infield singles. And, and he's coming out of the left side of the batter's box. Yeah, because so so he's, he's already two steps ahead. He's already two steps ahead. Yep. 
he hits a slow roller to third or to short, it's done. over. It's over. They're in not the hole, in the hole, it's over. Slow roller. Look, it's just a, you know something where the third baseman's got to got to backhand it and then set his feet before throwing. It's over. He's going to beat. The, I mean, this speed is tremendous. McCarthy's one of the fastest guys I've ever seen. Thomas is fast. Varsho is fast. Um, Carroll is like there's so much yeah. speed on. It. We were talking about the Cardinals when they had Willie McGee and Vince Coleman and Andy Van Slyke and Ozzie Smith. Ozzie yeah. Smith. That was a team that was kind of built on speed. This team has the ability to be built on speed. They really do. Are they like. Can you see them leading the league in stolen bases in the next couple of years? Maybe they can actually bring back the art of the stolen base. Wouldn't that be something? But they start. They are. Look right. at McCarthy. No, I'm talking. Remember, remember when we were kids, like Reigns and Coleman and those guys, and Henderson would have like 130 oh my God. a year. I know. I know. Now, now, now the league leader has like what the 40. Yeah. I mean, those guys were stealing like two or three a night. I remember when Vince Coleman came to the Mets. It was like, oh, right, finally a guy's going to steal a lot of bases. Yeah, but everybody kind of had a guy. That, but, yeah. no, but Tim uh, Raines. The game has changed. But yeah, but the, the heyday but, but of But it doesn't Raines, have to. Like these, these guys right. may bring back stolen bring bases. Bring back. Because the, this is the, the McCarthy is great at it. McCarthy, I saw him steal third base off of Luke Weaver last week. I'm like, wow. Like, it is, it is though you can't even throw it. Like he's he gets such a good jump and he reads pitchers so well. Yeah. I think he may be their best base stealer, McCarthy. But the speed, I, you know, we haven't seen Carroll steal a base yet, but we know how fast he is. Incredible. The Arizona Cardinals, they make a trade for a cornerback. How good of a cornerback is he, and where will he play? We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All right, Burns, you on vacation this week. Driving the coast of California with his wife. We'll be back on uh, Monday. Tim Ring filling in this week. We'll be back on Tuesday. We'll, it's Labor Day on Monday. We'll take you uh, right up to, uh, yeah, I'll be back on Tuesday, right? Labor Day. We got a three day weekend. Ah, it's good. I didn't even know that. I don't. I'll be back in here on Labor Day. My kid's got a baseball in the tournament, water. so Friday, time, Saturday, Sunday. Time to make the donuts. We got a club soccer tournament Friday, Saturday. Nice. Sunday. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. You remember those days, right? I do. I do. It was fun. Like I told you, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Some things, you'll miss a lot of it. Some things, you'll be like, I'm glad I don't have to do that. The, you empty, know. the empty nester thing, yeah. Yeah, once you're the empty nester and you don't have to do it, they get the freedom to do whatever you want to do. But you will miss the kids playing. Like, you miss that. Like, I miss, I miss my... Girls playing soccer and lacrosse and all of that stuff, and I mean, I mean, I do, I miss that. And they played in right. college too, but I got my son playing baseball right now, so I enjoy that. I think I'll miss the road trips. I'll miss like the Saturday mornings in the car when it's just me and her going to a game at seven thirty in the morning, right? Though that's what yeah. I think. That's those are the kind of the times that I think you miss. Anyway, wait till you drop him off at college, and then you got to leave. And Don't make me cry, Gamble. Yeah, you do. You cry your Don't eyes out. The Arizona Cardinals. We we we. We said they would make a trade for a cornerback. They made the trade for the cornerback today. Trayvon Mullen to the Cardinals for a conditional late-round pick. It's a seventh-round pick could turn into a sixth if he's active for 10 games. Second-round pick out of Clemson in 2019 for the Raiders. Has 31 starts under his belt. Look, I don't know how people feel about this. I think they feel good that they made a trade and they got somebody you know that that has experience, that has youth, that, that's got all these starts under his... There's some negatives, though, right? He's He's got a, the Raiders are letting him go for a reason, right? They're not letting him go because he's going to go to the Pro Bowl and be a Hall of Fame quarterback. They let they've 
got the Raiders obviously see something in him. We're going to let him go for a seventh round pick. They don't feel they need him to win games in 2022. Now, full stop. That's how they feel. That's how they view the situation. Yeah, sure. Give us a seventh round pick. Yeah. If he plays, if he plays ten games, we'll take a sixth round pick. Teams but make we don't mistakes. Need this guy. Teams, listen. Teams make mistakes. Some guys flourish when they get traded. Okay. The Raiders have traded the Cardinals Carson Palmer. They've traded him Rodney Hudson. They traded him uh, Jared Veldier. Right. They've yeah. they the Cardinals have had some success trading with the Raiders. This is a kid that obviously played at a high level in college. Right. He was the he he was a, a two time champion, two time national yeah, championship couple, at Clemson. Yeah, he won a couple national championships. He wasn't was part, the MVP. He was the MVP, the defensive MVP of their national championship win over Alabama right. in the 2018 season. So he played with Isaiah Simmons. No, he's, can play. Listen, he was the 40th overall pick in the draft three years ago. And he, and he got to he got to Oakland and he played right away. And he, and he started a lot of games. But last year with Las Vegas, he had a toe problem. He only played in five games. He had kind of this mysterious surgery uh, in early May that the team may or may not have known about. There may have been some friction between the organization. And at the end of the day and at the end of training camp, I really should say, the Raiders felt, yeah, you know what? We don't need Trayvon Mullen. Cardinals, you guys need a corner. Give us a seventh-round pick. Maybe it's a sixth-round pick. But listen, it doesn't matter. For the Cardinals, they needed a body. They needed a guy that they think can play. This is the guy they've chosen. We're going to find out if, they, if they've if they chosen wisely in about two weeks. <laughs> it's as simple as that. But yeah. the pedigree's there, Gambo. No, the pedigree's there with all those stars. Listen, I know the Cardinals wanted to get somebody that wasn't a, you know, a guy who hasn't played, a guy that's been on a roster for two years, was a special teams player, and but has, they got somebody with 31 starts. This kid started 10 games his rookie season, played in all 16. He started 16 games in 2020, started five games last year, and the reason he didn't start others because he had the injury. He had the toe injury and I think a foot injury. Started this year on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, and they just decided that, hey, listen, we got some other guys we like. We're going to move on. You got a new coach there with Josh McDaniels. Like, they decided that, okay, we're going to we're gonna go in a different direction. So they get a pick for him. They move him to the Cardinals. The Cardinals were always looking for somebody like this. Who's got a cornerback that they like, that they may cut, they may not cut. Now, I don't know if they would have if they don't make this trade, I don't know if they cut him or keep him. I don't know. But the but this is where you make the trade because now, you know, he's yours. He's yours. You don't have to worry about waiver wires. You don't have to worry. He's your player for a late round pick. It makes sense. And the Cardinals were they were looking at a bunch of bunch of different players. The Eagles made a trade today for a cornerback and you're seeing some trades go down today. Cardinals play the Raiders in week 2. Can't hurt. Right, you get him in your no. me- you yeah. get him in your meetings. Yeah, we get a little inside intel. Yeah. I mean, that's not the hey, reason why they signed him. You got Devontae Adams. Good luck. For him. Good luck, kid. Go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, you got him, yeah. or you got Renfro. You got one of those. Yeah, two. you just spent you just spent the entire month of August covering him, so you should know what to do. Go out in there and take one of those guys. But in all seriousness, I mean, that, and listen, that's not why they traded for him. But in all seriousness, we talked about it earlier. In case you missed it, Mullen, despite being acquired here a week and a half before the first game. Depending on the health of Antonio Hamilton, Mullen could be the starter alongside Byron Murphy. I think he could be. 
It could be the starter. I mean, it could be, yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of, I mean, they would down on sure Marco Wilson all camp. Yeah, not, right. I'm, listen, I'm not sure that's a good thing, but whether it's good or bad, the fact that it could possibly happen is something worth talking about. I mean, the, the Cardinals may have to throw him into the fire and get him up to speed on what Vance Joseph wants to do schematically. You know, not everybody runs the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's gonna, you know, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot on his plate in the next week. A lot. So he was he entered as the starting quarterback last year alongside Casey Hayward. Had the foot injury in week four, put him on uh, injured reserve. Then it came came back on December 11th, but then he got a toe injury in week 14. And then they placed him on injured reserve again. So it could be just, you know, now he was healthy the first two years. There was no issues. He was healthy at Clemson from what I can see. So it's just for some reason last year he kind of fell out of favor by only playing in those five games. And they obviously moved on from him. But this is a player from the Cardinals perspective. This is an upgrade. Listen, it, are they better now than they were yesterday at this time? Yes. Okay. They're better now with him than they were without him. 31 starts under his belt. He's got good size at 6'2". This is a decent move for the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not going to give it an A or an A+. Plus. It's not, we got to see the kid play. The Raiders, obviously, they're giving him up for a reason. But sometimes you can, you, you can strike when a, a player sours on another team, gets an opportunity to play somewhere else, and maybe blossoms. I hate to say this phrase, but it's just the reality. It is what it is. The Cardinals needed bodies. Again, this is the guy they've scouted. This is the guy they feel can best help their team. There's a there's no shortage of, of cornerbacks out there on the waiver wire right now or cornerbacks mm-hmm. who may have been available via, via trade for your seventh or sixth round pick next year or in later years. This is a guy they feel is the best of the bunch. This is the guy they targeted. This is the guy they acquired. Acquired. Now you just got to hope they're right. They got to hope. You got to right. hope they're right. You got to nope. hope this guy can play. We'll see. Now the Cardinals, I think, are twenty third in the waiver wire. So the waiver claim period will end tomorrow at nine a.m. Arizona time, and then players could be signed to the practice squad after that. So at nine a.m. tomorrow, anybody that gets claimed will get claimed in the waiver wire, and then after that, you could put your practice squad together. So that's what we'll see happen tomorrow. And then we'll see. We'll see if the Cardinals were awarded anybody on a waiver claim or if everybody clears, if they sign somebody. So we'll keep our eye on that. It's very likely that there will be another player or two coming for the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals, they made their cutdowns. We have the entire list right here. We'll talk about whether there were any surprises or not when we talk about the wide receivers and, of course, the running backs. That's next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. Don't oh, forget, two days away, we got ASU starting against NAU. Down go the Lumberjokes. I'm telling you, no way they lose that game. I know, you're probably right. I, I, no way. Does, does the signal make it up to Flagstaff? I mean, do you not care you're hurting those guys feeling it up there with the lumber jokes thing? Come on, man. You did. All right. So you're, here's, you're sticking here, here, a knife into them. Here's how this works. Okay, give it to me. So Ash, Mark Asher, graduated NAU. Gotcha. I worked with him for like... 12, 13 years. The Gambo and Ash show. So this has been a long running... Day Burns. I've been with Day Burns now for, I don't know, like 12 years. <laughs> right? Something like that. Where did Day Burns graduate from? NAU. NAU. 
I've been surrounded by lumber jokes for 24 of my 26 years in radio. Okay? <laughs> I've been surrounded by them. My producer, Jordan Bird, longtime producer. Guess where yeah. he graduated from? NAU. NAU. Now, do you understand why I call them the lumber jokes? But these, these three young men in their pursuit of higher education yes. do not deserve to be ridiculed by you. Why not? <laughs> Well, why, why not? not? <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, you're right. Why the hell not? Give it to them. <laughs> I, it's a, I'm, I'm sure it's a fine institution. It's a great institution. I'm just having a little fun. I'm just having a little fun. Nothing against that. The lumber jokes. Yeah, listen, when my daughter was being recruited to play go, go play soccer, she went, the, the, she went and had a recruiting visit at NAU. She went up there and met yeah. the coach and went and watched a game and did all of that stuff. You actually were uh, once a, a part-time resident of Flagstaff, if I I'm was. Not well, Parks. Parks. Close enough. Yes. yes. Parks, Arizona. Just a short time away. So, you and the goats. Me and the goats and the farm <laughs> and the cabin. Absolutely love it there. I love it. It's just a, it's a, it's a great spot. Well, real quick on that, just on the game on Thursday night. If it's a close, even if ASU wins, if it's a close game, that does not bode well. I for the Sun Devils. Listen, I don't know how other people feel about this. I want, I'm excited to see Emory Jones play. He was a Florida quarterback. I'm excited to see him play. I mean, I don't. I want ASU to do well. I don't want them to, you know, I don't want them to to lose. I want them to do well. So I'm I'm going to be watching that game Thursday and seeing how Emory Jones plays and some of the new kids that they got. All right, the Arizona Cardinals. Let's get let's get, let's get to this. Five running backs. They kept all five. Okay, that was my prediction from the get go that they would keep five. They would keep Keontae Ingram, Eno Benjamin. Darrell Williams, James Conner, Jonathan Ward, they kept all five. None of those five running backs were cut today when they paired the roster down to 53. Now, most people, when they were putting their roster projections together, figured there's no way they're going to keep five running backs. They're only going to keep four. So most people had them cutting somebody, but they didn't cut any of those running backs. I think partly I think that they they really like the talent of all five guys. And they didn't want to try to sneak Keontae Ingram onto the practice squad. You know, they didn't because you could put the practice squad together after nine o'clock tomorrow, but they didn't want to actually let him go and then have the chance that somebody grabs him. I got to tell you, from what I've seen, and we didn't see a lot of Daryl Williams in preseason in a Cardinals uniform, but from what I've seen out of Keontae Ingram this preseason, I think Ingram's got a chance to help the team this season. This kid looks really good. Yeah, I mean the vision, the power, the quickness, the cutbacks. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, once, I think there's something there. Once one of those other running backs fail, like if one of those running backs fails, if Darrell Williams fails, you know, you know Benjamin's probably going to be a third down back. But if Darrell, like I, I think Eno could get some cap. But guys if, get hurt. Yeah, they either, they get hurt if somebody doesn't do well. It's going to be mean, an opportunity. Yeah, and maybe he gets that opportunity. They really liked him. Very dynamic, explosive guy. They really liked Keontae Ingram. Here's the question. They have five now. Just because the roster is set. They're not going to dress five. Well, they're definitely not going to dress, but no. will still will five still be on the 53 the game week as they as they approach uh, the Chiefs? I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm raising the question. How, you know, the, the roster will continue to take shape it as will. guys get put on. If you can get right, signings are made. The long snapper Aaron Brewer, he'll be brought back. He's going to have to be brought back. We assume, obviously, he'll be he'll be brought back. 
You know, our friend Mike Mike Jarecki just tweeted out. He's told this story before. You know, a guy a guy made the fifty three man went out and bought a car, and the next day he was cut. Uh, you know, so right, and, and he's told that story before. It's it's it did, but it's funny, but it's not funny. Isn't that yeah? Listen, just 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 because it is what it is today does not mean it's going to be like that yeah. tomorrow or the next day or the next day. If you get cut, you go through waivers, right? So Brewer could be re-signed when someone goes on a, on a short term IR. You know, Cliff had talked about how a couple of guys were considered for that. So waiver claim period ends at 9 a.m. tomorrow. That's when you can put your practice squad together. And, you know, if you get a claim, if you get a guy, now you're going to have to release somebody. If you get, if you, if you claim two guys and you get them, you got to really, you got to get rid of two of your guys because you got to keep it at 53. So yeah, it's, it's very possible that's going to happen. Let's talk about Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella yeah. was told last night that he had made the 53 man roster. I tweeted that out earlier that he had made the roster. But that he really wasn't happy about it. He preferred to be traded. He preferred to go somewhere where he'll have a chance to play, not just be a depth guy, but have a chance to get his career going, play, get some reps. So I don't, and we've heard some of the comments from Andy Isabella lately, and he kind of, he, he, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Chip, but he almost kind of blames the Arizona Cardinals for why he's in this spot right now. Wrongfully. Wrongfully. You got that yeah. one, Mitch? You got to queued up that. Isabella quote. The Andy Isabella quote. And Mitch is going to work on that for a second. You got to give him, you got to, you got to lead him into it. I know, especially at 537. Yeah, like, hey, Mitch, just play this right hey, now. Hey, Mitch. Yeah, no, they, no, Isabella, a, a little bit. Listen, he's using that for motivation. I think I was overlooked. I think they turned their back on me, um, but I overcame again, and I think that's maybe why I operate best. I've been overlooked my whole life, uh, coming out of UMass and Mayfield, everything, um, and that motivates me. And um, but I know my purpose is is my, my purpose that God gives me is to inspire these kids that look up to me and my family. And um, so when I go out there, I really remember that, and that motivates me to go hard every play, even when I'm tired, even when I don't want to show up. I know I have a greater purpose. Yeah, it sounds like a guy that wasn't very happy. Like you know, no, not, I, I, you know, blaming the, you know, I've been overlooked and. Uh, I mean, first of all, like, listen, he, he wants to use that as motivation. That, that's that's, I, I, listen, that's nonsense. I mean, Andy Isabella was given tremendous opportunity. In fact, most would say the reason why. He got even more opportunity than most is because he was a second round pick. And a lot of players that produced the way he did in his first three years would have been cut. And the only reason he was kept around is because he was a second round pick. So he was gifted ample opportunity, extra opportunity to ultimately, you know, be a player in this league. And now it looks like he may have made himself into a player. But the thing is, Gambo, now he wants to play. No, he wants to play. He and wants to get his career going. His career just, has been... He doesn't want to just make the team. No. He doesn't want to just make the 53 and be inactive on game days. And even if he is active on game days, he's reading the tea leaves. He's like, okay, we got Hopkins, we got Hollywood Brown, we got A.J. Green, and we got Rondell Moore. I mean, I mean I'm not going to play. I want to play. So that's where now the trade request, and it's not a formal request. Let's, no, let's he, qualify I, that. No, but he's my just, understanding is that he preferred to be traded. He like wanted to be, to be traded. He didn't want him. He wanted them to trade him to go somewhere where he'll have a chance to play. Instead of being a depth guy that may not play, he wanted an opportunity to go play somewhere. So that was my understanding. So, But he was told, he was informed last night that he's going to make the 53-man roster. So I went with that earlier today that he was going to make it. But in the end, right, they keep him and they keep Greg Dorch.
So you've got Hopkins out for six weeks. They're going to have to make a decision eventually when Hopkins comes back. But you've got A.J. Green. you got Rondell Moore. you got Hollywood Brown. you got Andy Isabella. you got Greg Dorch. So all those guys made the team. They all made the roster. Yeah, remember, Andy Isabella actually was, was allowed to seek trade partners earlier. Uh, right, before he had a really good preseason. And obviously there was, there was no interest. If you're the Cardinals now... I mean, yeah, in, in some kind of fantasy football perfect world, you're like, let's trade Andy Isabella for a corner who could help us. Doesn't doesn't work like that. If you're the Cardinals, you you, you survived getting nothing out of Isabella for three years. Now, when he looks like he might be able to help your football team, like now you're just going to discard him or trade him for a. Fifth round pick. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You, you, you don't no, have I mean, to do anything. Mims wanted traded. Wanted to be traded from the Jets. They didn't trade him. Who's to so say? Because the guy says I want to be traded. Kevin Durant wanted to be traded. They didn't trade him. Just because a guy says he wants to be traded doesn't mean you have to trade him. I mean, if Isabella is as good as he thinks he is, who's to say he can't push Rondell Moore for playing time this year? All right. I mean, I'm not saying he he will or he should. But if the kid thinks he's that good, I mean, well, it's it, possible. It, I mean, sure. I mean, it's not like Rondell Moore is like lit the world on fire as a rookie. Let's see what Andy Isabella can yeah, do. Yeah, listen, if you wanted to, if somebody wanted to trade a cornerback for Andy Isabella, then, you know, maybe you would have done that. But he, look, I think if they would have got a good trade off for him, for him they may have traded him. Who's, they yeah, may but, have. Well, I mean, what, just because he had a good preseason doesn't mean everybody's knocking down his door. I right. mean, it just doesn't mean it. Maybe, you know, listen, if he got cut, he would have claimed, he'd get claimed easily. I mean, if he got cut, somebody would grab him. It'd be several teams that would want him. But would anybody trade for him? That's the thing. I, I mean, in the past, nobody was willing to trade for him. And I don't know if anybody's willing to trade for him now. No, I think I think if you're the card, like I said, you're, you're the Cardinals now. You've you've survived the first three years. Now he looks like he actually might be able to play a little bit and help you. Keep him now. Keep him. See see what he can do. See, but he's can, just insurance. If, you, see, if you're not going to play him, he's just an insurance see, policy. See, I mean, listen, maybe 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 you have another injury, or or maybe he is maybe he is good enough to push a Rondell Moore for playing time. Listen, maybe he's good enough to push A.J. Green. Maybe somebody's cooking in the kitchen and they spill hot oil on themselves and then they can't play and then you've got to... You got to come in and play. There's rumors. I mean, maybe somebody's rumors. just you know, maybe somebody's cooking in the kitchen and you spill oil on yourself and you burn yourself and then you've got to come in and you've got to you got to play because that guy's going to be out for a little make bit. A trade yeah. with the Raiders. Yeah. All right, the the Arizona Diamondbacks back in action tonight against the Phillies. Corbin Carroll second game. We'll talk about that game next and uh, we'll talk about Madison Bumgarner. Oh, what are the Diamondbacks going to do with him? That's next on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports. Station. The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM Arizona's Sports Station. We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck, brought to you by 72 Sold. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72sold.com and buy Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Chop House Cheeseburger. For a limited time, only at Sonic. All right, before we get into uh, getting you ready for the game against the Phillies, let's talk a little bit about what Madison Bumgarner did last night. He exited the game after uh, after getting down. They were down 7 nothing. He had not even got through four innings, and they decided to, to pull him, mercifully pull him and put him out of his misery. Here's some numbers i got to tell you about. Since the All-Star break, Madison Bumgarner has the worst ERA at 7.36. The worst whip, that's walks and hits per innings pitched, 
in baseball amongst all qualified pitchers. He's also allowed the most hits by any pitcher, 56, and he has the worst opposing batting average, 333. Thanks for the assist with my friends at Arizona Diamondback Stats and Info on Twitter. They do a great job. Bumgarner has allowed 204 hard hit balls this season. That's 95 miles per hour or more. It's the third worst among any pitcher in baseball. And in his last six starts, he's got an ERA of 8.62. Bottom line is, he's not missing any bats. Guys are, they are rocking Madison Bumgarner. It is like batting practice when he goes out there. And this is going to be, I, I mean, a tough decision. If he cannot figure this out, it's going to be a tough decision for the Diamondbacks. We talked earlier about maybe you shelve him for the rest of the season. Well, they, they, they're all trying to figure it out. They, they shut him down for a start last week, and they try to work with him. And they, it, listen, this is a team effort. The, the, the entire staff, the pitching pitching staff, Bumgarner himself, who's been around the block, obviously. You know, so they gave him a start off to try to try to figure this thing out, rest the arm a little bit, work on some mechanics, and it didn't do any good at all last night. So now, as Tory says earlier today, we're having those internal discussions right now about shutting him down for the remainder of the year. Listen, there's only, what, 30, 35 games left, something like that? Yeah, you do five starts, so you six or seven starts. You I, mean, miss I mean, but listen, six or you, seven starts. You, you got young players you're trying to build some confidence with. I mean, listen, Gamble, they're, I mean, they're on a, what are they, on a five-game winning streak? They're seven games under 500. You could put a goal up there like, hey, we're going to, let's try to finish the year let's over Let's finish ahead of the Giants. Let's finish in third place ahead of the Giants. Let's, let's finish over 500. It's yeah. going to be tough. Schedule's not easy in September. But why? And, and, and to trot Bumgarner out there, Tory said earlier today. Listen, I want to give him that ball in five days, and I, I know what he means by that. He wants to because he wants to believe that Bumgarner can get it turned around. But I got, I got to wonder if Bumgarner wants the ball in five days, I'm, and he's not ready just to take this offseason in stride and kind of try to get healthy and and not that he's injured, but you know what I mean, get stronger again and try to figure out what the hell's wrong. Once he, yeah, I, I prefer he doesn't get the ball. All right, let's uh, let's get you ready for this game against the Phillies. Yeah, this game tonight, it's probably going to turn out better from a pitching standpoint than last night. We'll start with the pitching matchup, which brought to you by Native Interiors. Your floors, your way. Text floors F L O O R. S to 620 620. This is a really, really good matchup tonight on the mound. Aaron Nola for the Phillies, their ace right hander, 9 and 10 on the year, but a 308 ERA and 185 Ks. And for the Diamondbacks, Zach Gallen at 9 and 2 on the year, a 266 ERA, 138 Ks, comes into this one having not allowed a run in his last 27 and a third innings pitch. Climbing up that charts. He's running up that hill. He's about, what would it be? He's trying He's to catch 15. Brandon Webb. He's trying 15. to catch B. Webb. 15 innings away from Webby. It just needs a couple back-to-back shutouts. It's going to gonna, it'll end tonight. As much as I don't want it to, it'll end tonight. Okay, how about this? What inning will it end then? Second inning. Really? Second inning. That early? Phillies are good. They got a good offense. They're going to be pissed that they lost that game yesterday. All right, pick it in, guy. Pick it in. He needs to, he needs to get through the first inning to at least best Robbie Ray's scoreless streak of twenty seven and two thirds innings. Okay, that'll work for me. Okay, right, everybody, give me an inning. What do you got? I got second inning. I got I got. I'll, I'll I'm gonna go fourth. I fourth think he keeps it going tonight. I think he'll make it at least six innings and he'll keep it going tonight. Okay. 
I don't right. think he's done there yet. There you go. Let's take a look at the standings. You guys have mentioned them a bit. They are brought to you, or they're driven by trucks only, excuse me. The Valley's number one independent dealer and home of the lifetime engine warranty. We're going to stay looking at the wildcard standings because we know the Dodgers have essentially locked up the West for now. The Diamondbacks now just one game behind the Giants. So with a win tonight and a Giants loss, they will be tied Let's in go. the West for third place. Also fighting for that wildcard spot, but they are nine and a half out currently. Wildcard currently commanded by the Atlanta Braves, who have seven games over tonight's opponent, the Phillies, who have a game and a half over the San Diego Padres. And then in the American League, it is Tampa holding the top spot in the wildcard with just a half game over Seattle, with just a half game over Toronto, and they have two games over the next closest team in the Baltimore Orioles. Who do you think is going to pull it off in the end in the wildcard race? I don't think it's going to be the Orioles. You don't think so? No. I, I think Seattle will get in. I think Toronto will get in. I mean, I would love to see the Orioles get in. I, just I think we all would, right? I would love to see the Orioles I'm get a, in. I am pulling for the Orioles. Why not? Yeah, you got me thinking about that last night. I'm like, yeah, come on, Baltimore. Right. When was the last time they were good? I think Jim Palmer was pitching for them. Come on. Random question, though. Does it sting a little bit that these two teams had identical records last year no. and Baltimore's two out of a no, playoff I think spot? It give, I, think it gives you, I think it gives the Diamondbacks hope. Eddie Murray... Ken Singleton. You remember Boom, that pow. World Series team, right? Brooks Robinson. Mark Belanger. <laughs> what was that, 83, <laughs> right? Rick Dempsey. <laughs> Dave McNally. <laughs> Mark Glasberger. Earl Weaver coached oh, John, them, right? John Lowenstein. Earl Weaver. I know my baseball history. I just <laughs> dust off the shoulders a bit on that one. Let's go down on the farm, which is brought to you by Redbird Farms. You cannot put a price on great taste. After the night off yesterday for all the affiliates, they're all back in action tonight. The Aces are back home in Reno. They host their Nevada rival, the Las Vegas Aviators. The Amarillo Sod Poodles have been in action for a while now, currently in the top of the seventh at home. They trail the Frisco Rough Riders 4-2, so hopefully the Sod Poodles can pull off a come-from-behind victory tonight. Tri-City, the Dust Devils are visitors of the Hillsborough Hops tonight. And then the Visalia Rawhide. Are they at the Hop? They're at the Hop tonight. They're at the Hop. And then the Visalia Rawhide, they're the only road team affiliate tonight. They take on the Lake Elsinore Storm tonight. I want to go to the Hop. Let's go to... It sounds like a fun place, right? It should be. It better be with the name The Hop. Jump in, pop in, all that great stuff. You can rock it, you can roll it, you can do the stomp and even stroll it at The Hop. Let's go to... All right, we've got a couple of minutes left, but because we're almost done with it all, let's get a key for tonight's game. Listen, man, I need you to be the key master. I am the key master. Backs Keys to the Game, presented by Mist America, home of the patented Mist 360 outdoor cooling system. Visit MistAmerica.com today for a cooler tomorrow. All right, here's the key. Aaron Nola has allowed one or no runs in four of his last five starts. He's been really good. But here's your key. The Phillies are only 11-14 and 14 when he starts. They're only 11-14. and 14. He does not get a ton of run support. So the key is... Small ball today. Small ball. Get some runs across the plate for Zach Gallen and just hope that the Phillies don't score enough because they usually struggle when Nola pitches. But hit some home runs, too, if you can. <laughs> I just enjoy watching this young team, Corbin Carroll. Well, I enjoy watching Corbin Carroll play. 
That's your key. Enjoy that. Youngest D-back to have two or more RBIs in their major league debut. They've started. Carroll last night. They've started like eight rookies this year, the Diamondbacks. They've started like eight rookies. Think about that. Like it's a, it's been, like it's a young team. We know it's a young team. Eight different rookies on the roster this year, and they're battling. They're battling late in the year. Of course, yeah. yeah. They won their last six meetings versus the Phillies at Chase, dating back to 2019, and they are 11 and two in their last 13 home games. All right, so Aaron Nola, Zach Gallen, the pitching matchup tonight. Corbin Carroll will be back out there so you get a chance to watch him play as they take on the Phillies. We will be back tomorrow, 2 o'clock sharp, right here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.